sales is the ability to influence and lead people to a greater outcome if you sell them on the right mission, product, service, vision, whatever it is. And I know there's a lot of people that have abused sales in the past, but if you can start to reverse engineer how to show people that you truly care for them right from the get-go and then throughout the entire process and even beyond, you better believe you're gonna have a great first impression and also a great long-lasting relationship. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. Have you ever had it where you said all the right things, did all the right closes, gave them all the examples, and for some reason that prospect did not close or wanted to work with you? Or total opposite, have you ever had it where you forgot to do some things, you forgot to say a certain example or a test close or an objection at the end, but they closed with you and they wanna work with you and they are working with you? Well. What we're going to dive in here today, whether you've experienced one or the other, maybe one time or multiple times, most times I see people experiencing the, the, the first half, which is you are doing all the right things. However, you are not seeing the success. We're going to go over three questions. Every person, but let alone prospect, is asking internally when they're working with you. And it's very simple questions, but very profound questions. And when you understand this, you can better speak to those questions. That way you uh, uh, give the right context. You give the right tonality, the right examples, because that's going to help you go from closing a certain amount of sales a month to even more sales a month. This goes from if you have a sales team, you teach this to each person that maybe they don't have this type of development as you do. And now they are closing even more sales. And this also goes into not just sales in general, even though. If this is your first time listening to podcasts, my belief is that everything in life has sales involved. You have to sell a mission. You have to sell a vision. You have to sell a promise that there is a land out there back 200 and something years ago when millions of people were feeling this pain and this suppression. They had to be sold on a promise that there is a new land that now we're so grateful we get to call America for my Americans that are listening in. Uh, you had to be sold on something. Right. So these questions also can be played into uh, selling a vision with leadership. Uh, these questions could be something that if you understand it, you can have a better relationship. You can have a better connection with humans in general. So I recommend really, really taking this in. Do not discredit the simplicity of these questions, but start to ask the internal questions of what can I start doing to better amplify one of those three questions? What type of tactics, strategies, mindset? can allow for that to be even more uh, obvious and more clear to the person I'm talking to. Let's go into increasing your sales success by understanding the three questions every person asks. The first question, and oftentimes this is the one that people ask first internally, right? This is the questions that are playing through their head is, do they care for me? 
Because when you meet someone right away, they are trying to figure out, is this person in it for my own benefit in the sense of that's why I'm getting on this call? Or are they just trying to get commission? Do they have intentions to lead me the right path or the path that they want because of some sort of alternative or ulterior motive? So right away, they're trying to figure out within, I'd say the five, five to 10 seconds that you guys are connecting, you have to build good rapport. Because that rapport building, and I'm sure you're familiar with rapport building, um, is going to allow them to right away know, do they care for me? Is this person genuine? Does this person express good morals or values? And I'm sure we could all think back to people in our lives that probably come up very vividly in your mind right now that had really good morals and values. And maybe that's why you guys are still friends. And there's those people that you don't talk to anymore because right away, you knew that they were not having your best interests in mind. So when you first understand this question, which is, do they care for me? You can start to reverse engineer your sales process, which I know sales has a terrible connotation to this. And this is not a, just a sales training um, episode here, but I just want to make it very clear. Sales is the ability to influence and lead people to a greater outcome if you sell them on the right mission, product, service, vision, whatever it is. I don't, I know there's a lot of people that have abused sales in the past, but if you can start to reverse engineer how to show people that you truly care for them right from the get go and then throughout the entire process and even beyond, you better believe you're going to have a great first impression and also a great long lasting relationship. So what are some things that you can do to show that you have more care for them? Well, right off is your intent. Are you getting on this call with them to close the deal because you got to make ends meet? Or are you getting on the call because you truly want to find the best way for them? And even if they do not close with you, you're going to help lead them to the right direction, whether it's a referral, the right service somewhere else, giving them just good praise as they go on their ways and just sending them with love. That's your intent. And that comes from internal, but it definitely exudes outward. It, 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 people feel that. It's, it's crazy how that works. And we all know, once again, that one person that tries to look really good on the outside, but you know their intent is something a little off. Maybe it's not too obvious or something a little off. And that's the difference of them saying, sign me up, I'm working with you, or I'm going to think about it. You know, I just got to check some things. Really what they're saying is, I don't know if I can make a full commitment yet. So what is your intent? The next one is, what are the questions you're asking yourself before you get on that call or that meeting? Are you playing through your head, whether consciously or subconsciously? Am I wasting my time? Is this person even going to want to buy? Are they even a warm client? Are they or a warm prospect? Or are they a cold prospect? Uh, you know, how, how much more of these calls do I have to do? How is that going to lead into the intent of that meeting or that call? It's not going to be very good. And people are going to sniff that out right away. And you might still have the same duration of a call, but you just wasted 30 or 60 minutes of your time because of that first five to 10 seconds where they just knew that you did not have the best intent. So what could those questions be instead? Maybe you could ask yourself and play this through your head. What can I do or what can I find that's within this person that can allow for us to have an amazing relationship years to come? Or how am I going to lead them down the best route? So no matter what happens, I know that they're properly taken care of. Or what can I share that maybe will be that right thing that they need to hear so they know this is the right partnership if they move forward with me? See how there's a difference? You play that through your head, but now that's ringing in your brain while you're speaking, and it's going to 
really start to shape and shift the words and the tonality and the body language you provide for this person, which is going to show that you care. Tonality is a huge thing. Do you have a tonality of caring or you have a tonality of hurry up, shut up and give me your money? It's a true thing. It's a real thing. Do you have the tonality of I understand and I'm going to figure this out with you or I'm superior to you and you need to listen to what I'm saying because I obviously know more about this product than you and you just need to get this. Little things to show that you care. The next area for showing that you care is handling of objections. Are you looking at, at objections as uh, something that can be handled and taken care of and it's actually just means that they need more questions answered? Or are you looking at this as, oh gosh, here they go. They're just causing more problems and they're really going to know now that they're feeling that you're not really here for them. You're just wanting to get the money as fast as possible. And because they're giving you some objections, you're already seeing it as uh, this is a, a bad deal or a bad close. And now there's a problem with that. And then the last part of this is how are you handling the prospect even after they say no? Because I've seen it so many times and I personally have done this myself in the past and I feel terrible, but I didn't know these things. When a prospect said no to me, I just had the idea, okay, our time is done and on to the next. And it's a terrible, terrible thing. And what the coolest thing is, is that if we know that blessings are in the follow-up, there have been people now where they tell me no and I've, I've worked with handling objections and really tried to reframe what's going on and it just they just weren't in a good position but because i changed my intentions to actually care for them i now still follow up with them in a genuine way i follow up with them on social media i'm showing them praise and love i'm not just trying to say hey are you ready to do this yet hey are you ready you know i'm not constantly trying to close the deal i'm just giving them genuine love and there's people that to this day for years have not bought the product or service i was trying to work with them on but it's cool because we have a great relationship because one of the questions I asked before we got on that call was, how can I build a relationship with this person for years to come, no matter how the outcome goes? And that's genuine care. And I believe in the law of reciprocity and that there will be a way that this will come around in the long term and will conspire with greatness in some other way. It just maybe wasn't the right vehicle. So when you really tackle that first question of, do they care for me? That's going through their head. You're right away going to lower that first wall, okay? But now there's a second question that's also ringing through their head, which is, can they help me? Can this person that's trying to sell me something truly help me? Like, does this make sense? Does it speak to me? Are, are they able to make it where I can see exactly where I'm going? Because people want help. They want to get to the next level. Everyone has pains and pleasures. So how do we really identify and, um, and tackle this question? Well, there's a couple different things. Number one is you got to know your product or service. So there's nothing worse than you not knowing every single detail. And, and even if you think you know a lot about it, you have to expand even more. What's the science behind it? What's the, what's the ingredients? What's the, the, the legal details? What's the, the terms if this is their outcome or this is what they want? How does that relate to them? What happens if this happens? All these little things that you just got to lay out and and what I would recommend if you have like a sales team is create an entire booklet of this. It may be, you know, a couple pages, but it's every single thing to know about it, how it's worked, testimonials, different ways that this product or service has been used, 
um, every single frequently asked question. That way you have every understanding. So when someone gives you an objection or they have a question, there's no stutter. And when there's no stutter, that helps them to know that you can help them. So being crystal clear with the product or service, being able to ask open-ended questions helps out a lot. So when you ask open-ended questions, it actually makes life easier for you because you're learning more about them. You're learning about their pains, their, their wants and desires, but it also shows that you actually care, which answers number one, question number one, but it also helps you to better show how you can help them. And it makes them feel like they're being helped already because they're expressing these emotions and these logical thoughts that they have. After that, you want to really spotlight their pain and also their desire. So we help to expose that, but now you got to spotlight that. And this is going to really help to show that you can help them because if you can really dig into why they have this pain and why they're on this call with you, and then you can give a, a solution of how your product brings the exact solution to that pain, they're going to have an overwhelming amount of certainty that they know exactly what my struggles are. They know that, you know, finances have been a struggle. I need to find a new way to making passive income. I need to find a new way to lose this weight once and for all. I need to find a new team that I could fully trust. And I've been burned in the past. And when they express very vividly what the solution is of this product, it answers that question. Can they help me? Okay. Some other things too, we could go on and on with this. I hope as I share this, by the way, it's just jogging your memory. I, I create this content just for just to provide massive value in the sense that it only takes one little idea of like, oh my gosh, you know what? I haven't really been good at showing how we help them. I've been good at building rapport and I've been good at maybe at these, at this other question I'm about to talk about, but the, the helping part, I need to get better at that because maybe that's been the missing link. Maybe that's why they're still going around and shopping with other um, people or products because they didn't feel the absolute certainty with this. So other things is testimonials, know your testimonials, be able to speak on all different types of testimonials, second nature, have it on your website, have it where it's marketing material you send out. That's another thing is having marketing material that gives them ideas of the visuals of what it looks like, people's uh, stories, anything that just helps them know that you are the ones that can help them. And then the last thing too, is just building indirect credibility. When I say indirect credibility, that really looks like how do you sell yourself and sell the products without sounding like you're selling it? How do you ask those open-ended questions, which then exposes the pain? You amplify that pain saying, how has that been for you? How long has that been happening? What has that caused? You mentioned that you've been struggling. You tried 10 different products and services and it hasn't worked. How much does that financially cost you, but also just energy costs? So now you amplify that and then you build this indirect credibility by usually plugging in a testimony, usually plugging in a story and say, you know, that's, that's truly, I mean, it's tough to hear that. However, the good news is, is that you remind me of Rebecca and Rebecca had the exact same situation. She was on every single product before the ones that you listed off and more crazy, right? I didn't even know there's that many products out there. And the thing with Rebecca, she felt like she was wasting so much time. She was willing to invest, but she was also a little frugal to invest because she was scarred about the money she was wasting. And finally, we just got on here and, you know, I, I was able to share a story with her on, on what, what helped her. And she finally had that belief, but she was still skeptical. And, you know, she took the step forward 
And this is what we did. So now you're future pacing them. Now you're handling pre-objections all within this. It's incredible. This is how you're building that, showing them that they could be helped by you. And here she is three months later. You know, I don't know if you saw it in that marketing material I sent you or that little PDF, but she lost 50 pounds or she lost 30 pounds or she lost 10 pounds, but her energy's through the roof. Her business actually grew because now she has a better frequency there every day. Um, and yeah, I totally can see that with you. So do you see that? Right. That's how you build indirect credibility. It's just like a natural way of just connecting the dots. So now you've answered, do they care about me? Now you've answered, can they help me? The final question that goes through their head, which is if you do those first two really well, you're going to be pretty well off. And this third question would only almost be answered. But there is a fine line with this third question. And it's, can I trust them? And this trust comes down to, especially if you're in sales, we're talking about sales here. This trust comes down to the trust in the person that's right across from me, the, the salesperson or the, the representative or whoever you um, are to them. In the company, could they trust them? Because if you can show that your characters and values and all of these things that you built good rapport, you better believe that they know they care for you so you have a higher level of trust. And if you could show that you can help them, especially if it's a product or service or some sort of software, and you've talked about all the ways that the company and what they offer can help them, that trust will be basically built by itself. But you want to really emphasize that last little bit of trust, which is tying it all together and giving them a compelling future. So when they're in their back of their head saying, okay, well, I see how they care for me. I see how they help me. I don't know if I could just fully trust them yet. I don't know if I take the step with them that they're going to go above and beyond for me. And usually that's when people will pull out last minute. Everything sounds great, but they just don't have that full trust yet. But how do we build this trust? This trust can really come down to two things. There's many ways to do it. These are the two that I feel like would be just the most relevant right now. However, you might have found other ways to build trust. Number one is the compelling future. Can you lay out the future? Because they know you could help them and they know they care, but the trust is like long term. Like it's, it's like almost like have faith in you. Can you lay out the compelling future that is so simple on what it looks like when you guys move forward? And also how it looks where you're going to continually be there with them, guiding them, helping them. They're not going to, you know, you're not going to just disappear once you get their money. How do you best lay out that compelling future so then they can build that trust? That looks like when you're wrapping it up or um, getting close to, you know, kind of just ending this call. You say, look, I am so excited to work with you. Let's say you close the deal. I'm so excited to work with you uh, if you see this being a good fit. And I just know that once we get this started and you see this being a good fit, we'll right away, we'll do this onboarding call. We're going to send you this amount of information so you can get that started, so you can get prepped. And already within next week, we'll get on our first consulting call. And after that, we'll have it every week, the same week, every single week. So we'll be showing up. Of course, you know what, if, if something random or last minute happens, we could change that. I'm, I'm the type of flexible guy where like, look, if you had an emergency or something came up. 12 hours before our call and you said, Jake, I cannot do this. I get it. Like, don't worry. Like, we'll be flexible. Does that sound good to you? Like, oh, okay. You're building that trust that you're going to be with them in the long term. 
So whatever that looks for you in your industry right now, how do you build that trust by future pacing? Okay. And the last thing that I would recommend personally that builds trust is, and I actually learned this the hard way. I learned this because I was doing some business years ago with some personal friends, um, or in the sense of I became good friends with someone and they finally want to use my service. And I didn't make them feel like they were the most important person in the world. And what does that mean? It's because they've done so much for me. They were so gracious and like the things they provided and just the experiences. And here I am, they want to use my service. And they also respected that I'm not going to give it to them for free. But I didn't understand this idea of I need to make them feel like they're not just another client because they aren't just another client. And I didn't think about that. And what happened is they actually said no to me. They told me why later. And they said, I just felt like I was another client, Jake. Like, even if you just offered this or this or done this little thing, it doesn't have to be anything out of your pocket. I would have felt more special. And it's just a learning lesson. No harm to you. And I was like, I, I was definitely a little hurt. Uh, but it was a big learning lesson. And one of the questions I played through my head is, what can I learn from this? How do I implement this to be better in the future? So the second thing I'm going to really teach you here on how to build that long-term trust within the sales process is what is that extraordinary thing you could do or that above and beyond thing that you add to this package specific to that person? How can you just make it feel like this is a little more special for them, that this wasn't part of the script, that this wasn't, you know, um, every person gets this at the end when they're about to pay or whatnot, because right away people could feel that, oh, you get this free ebook, by the way. No, 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 no. How do you make it where, you know, let's say they're still on the fence because they don't have that full trust with you yet. How do you say, look, John, I totally understand where you're at and I get it. Like you could go here or here, right? I want to work with you. I, I, th I, could, I think I could feel like that with you. You seem like a great fit. This would be amazing. Um, I know the payment plan is the thing you want to do because the paid in full is not just something you could do right now. However, and I haven't done this for many people, um, but I, I really know how you want to save the most, but you know, just weren't able to pay that upfront. What I'll do for you here today, if you're open to it, is I will split the, the paid in full payment because that's the best price. And I'll split that into two payments. That way it's not all upfront, but you still are saving the $3,000 because the payment plan, I get it. It's like, it's $3,000 more, but you're still willing to do it. Uh, but thinking about it, I'll split it where you'll pay X amount here. And then 30 days later, you'll pay this amount. You're saving $3,000, you're not paying it all upfront. And that's just because I really respect you and I don't want there to be any other hesitations on us moving forward together. Does that sound fair enough? What do you think John's gonna think about that? Because I know John is literally right there. He's over the edge and he almost wants to do it. I'm going above and beyond and saying, John, look, basically what I'm saying indirectly is, first of all, your money is not as important to me as your outcomes. Meaning I'm willing to basically, quote unquote, lose $3,000 to make sure you feel like you're well taken care of and making sure you get the best results now. That's why I'm splitting up this payment and still giving you the paid in full option. I don't do that for every person, by the way, and you shouldn't either, right? This is very select. You got to feel it. But that is how you build that trust that you truly care. And the second thing is, is it shows that you're willing to do whatever it takes to make John 
move forward in the best of his interest. Because if you truly identified the pains and the pleasures and, and you understand what he's uh, wanting and you know it's a good fit, but the financial thing was the biggest hiccup, you're showing to him that you are truly in his corner. That's how you build trust. That's how I feel like I build trust. And, and when I heard that from my, um, my friend that told me that personally, that they, they felt like, hey, if you would have just gave me like a free month supply of like supplements or something, or you would have just gave an extra consulting call or, or whatever it is, that would have been great. And so that's where it is. It's like you could do that with the payment plan. You could add in an extra bonus of some sort. You can say you're going to get an extra session. Um, you know what, because, because we're coming in and you're going to be part of my, you know, let's say you're my network marketing company. If you're like a network marketing, listening to this, um, you know, you're saying I'm actually going to provide you, um, you know, even though you ordered these products, I'm going to personally send you out these products as well. So you can try it out, feel it out. Not only did it feel special, but that's a great way for them to become, uh, raving fans of those products if they like it. Right. So little things like that is how you build that last little bit of touch. So these three questions are what go through every person's mind. Do they care for me? Can they help me? And can I trust them? Implement all these tactics, these strategies to better amplify and answer and overwhelm them in a good way with all these reasons that they could trust you. They know you could help them and that they are cared for by you. That's it. Do that and you're going to see a lot of success. All right, so we're getting to the end of the podcast here. However, I just want to say thank you for just tuning in and being part of this, whether this is your first podcast ever because maybe someone shared it with you or you've been here since day one. I respect that. And if you haven't yet, leave a review or you know screenshot this podcast and, and tag me at Jake Havron on your Instagram stories. That way I could see who's engaging, who you are. Because um, one of the, the, the caveats of this is I'm speaking to a camera and into a mic and I don't get to see you. However, when you leave those reviews, it means the world because now I can see that personal connection because I make these podcasts for people like you. So um, subscribe, leave a review, tag me on Instagram, and I'd love to connect with you. But until then, go create your strategic life and I'll see you in the next episode.